Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. If the Titans had lost to the Texans, I'm not sure that I would have wanted to come in and do this show at all. I would have been so utterly crushed. I was sitting there thinking to myself, why in the world at the age of 41 do I care so much about a team that has nothing to do with me really at all? And I was watching it with my 12-year-old and my 10-year-old and the Titans were giving it away. And the whole thing was absolute insanity. And to win on a Tecmo Bowl-style doink off the uprights that goes through, and I'm probably dating myself for some of you out there who are younger video game players, but for those of you who are old enough to remember what I still consider to be the greatest sports video game ever made, Tecmo Super Bowl, it was incredible to watch uh, if you got to beat someone by the doink, right? Like you, they, they had an unbelievable amount of, uh, of off the upright made field goals in Tecmo Super Bowl. Uh, and so the reactions, particularly Derrick Henry on the sideline and everybody else as they watched it thought, oh my goodness, it's not going to go through. And then it caught the inside of the upright and went through. And that was how the Titans ended up winning the division. Now, 
There's a lot going on in the AFC playoff picture. I'm going to start with the AFC playoff picture here in a moment. And I'll talk about the Titans because they played uh, the biggest game in the AFC in terms of coming down to the uh, exact last possible moment. If you're a Texans fan, this is just absolutely crushing if you are a Texans fan. Because not only did you go 4-12, and fire your coach, you're going to have to go back. I mean, you can be very confident about Deshaun Watson. He had an unbelievable year, even with injuries at wide receiver, even with DeAndre Hopkins being traded away. But you're sitting at 4-12. and Ordinarily, when you go 4-12, and you at least get the opportunity to get a really good draft pick. And so you'd be sitting around, you know you're not in the quarterback market, thinking, oh my goodness, what are we going to go grab that's going to make a big difference for our overall talent level on our football team. Instead, because of the trade that you made for Laramie Tunsil, you now have to deal with the fact that the Miami Dolphins are going to get your number three overall pick. And I don't think there's any way under the sun that Bill O'Brien ever believed that the Texans were going to fall apart that much that he would be giving up an overall number three draft pick in exchange for Laramie Tunsil. But that now is where they find themselves in Houston. And you lose, I don't know how in the world you allow A.J. Brown to get behind you, but that game was kind of emblematic of the Titans' entire season. Mike Vrabel, who is a defensive guy, he needs to just acknowledge that his defense stinks. They can't get off the field on third down. They are historically one of the worst third down defenses of all time. They really can't cover anybody in the passing game. A punt punt is rarely what they achieve on defense. They need to just start playing crazy, wacky, unexpected defense and try to just get into shootout games. Because, and I'm going to break down everybody in the AFC for you right now and tell you what they need to do to start off this show. Because the truth of the matter is this. The Titans have an incredible offense. Derrick Henry goes for over 2,000 yards. It's been 12 years since somebody went for 2,000 yards. And oh, by the way, the Titans basically have two 1,000-yard receivers. It's not as if they only have a ground-and-pound offensive attack they have got A.J. Brown, and they've got Corey Davis. And then Jonu Smith is at times a big-time playmaker at tight end as well. This is an incredible offense. I mean, one of the five or six best offenses in the entirety of the NFL. And so the only way you're going to beat anybody with this defense paired with this offense is by winning like 38-35, 41-38. Like, you need to be thinking... 40 points is the goal in this game. And try to turn teams over, come with exotic blitz schemes, risk giving up big plays because you are getting beaten up on the defensive side of the ball. And so whatever you're doing is not working. You have the fewest sacks of any team to ever, I believe, make the playoffs. The Titans can't get pressure on the quarterback at all. And they thought after going to the AFC Championship game last year, hey, we'll go sign Jadavion Clowney. We'll go sign Vic Beasley. Zero sacks between the two of them. Clowney's out for the year they released Vic Beasley. And what's left on defense, there's nobody who can get to the quarterback at all. So the guys that you have 
are the ones that you've got to ride or die with. And to me, you've just got to start doing exotic blitzing. You've got to change things around. You've got to just roll the dice and say, we're going to try to win 45-42. And with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens coming to town, the Ravens are favored in that game. So that's your 4-5 matchup. Ravens have been rolling ever since Lamar Jackson came back from being in the locker room and made a play to beat the Cleveland Browns. And the Ravens are now the five seed. They are favored to win in Nashville. Now, I'll be at that game on Sunday. Not only am I going to be at that game, in a typical old man move, I bought tickets knowing that the Titans hosted their first home playoff game in 12 years, that it would probably be cold given the fact that it's January. I old man made a move. I bought tickets on the sunny side of the stadium thinking, hey, if there's a little bit of sun, at least I'll be somewhat warm. If that's not an old man move, I don't know what is. Because you don't typically have your season tickets now because they're obviously social distance seats. And so you can go in when it's your turn to to pick your tickets. And I was like, it's going to be January. I'm going to get on the sunny side of the stadium. Don't want to be on the sunny side of the stadium in September. You're going to roast yourself to death. But I was like, maybe they'll play an early kickoff game. Ended up winning there. Boom, I'm in the sunlight. Dub, when you hear that, does that sound like a quintessential old man move to be like, I'm buying tickets and I'm going to make sure that I'm in the sunshine? I mean, that you're wise beyond your years and you're getting up there as, as it's is. It's a veteran, so. veteran move. Absolutely. And to be uh, fair, I mean, it's a smart move. Yeah. I mean, it ended up working very well. I played the percentages, played the edges there. So... I'm going to be at that game. But look, the Titans beat the Ravens last year, dominated them really, in uh, in Baltimore. The Ravens were on a roll at the time. Then the Titans went on the road and won in Baltimore again. Now, the last time the Titans hosted a home playoff game was all the way back in 2008. And the Ravens came to town and upset the Titans, who were a fairly substantial favorite in that game. That was when Joe Flacco, I believe, was a rookie. So that's how long it's been since the Titans had a home playoff game. And prior to that, the Ravens also came to town when the Titans were the number one seed and beat the Titans in the divisional round of the playoffs that year too. So the Titans, both those years, if they had won that game, would have hosted an AFC championship game in Nashville, something they've never done before. So the Ravens, I I know everybody out there is like, oh, the Ravens are on a roll. I actually think it's a better matchup for the Titans than a lot of other quarterbacks could be because Lamar Jackson's not a quintessential pocket passer. And so getting pressure on him matters, yes. But what the Titans really need to do is contain him. And I actually think they're better at containing the pocket than they are at rushing the passer. There's going to be a lot of yards rushing. Derrick Henry went for over 2,000 yards. I think this will just be an absolute shootout. I really do. I think the winning team is going to have to have 35 or 38 points. So that is the 4-5 matchup. The 3-6 matchup is a repeat of what we just saw. The Browns, congratulations out there if you are a Browns fan. The Browns managed to get into the playoffs. They held on against Mason Rudolph and the Steelers. And now they go on the road against Pittsburgh. Hopefully a little bit more rested Pittsburgh if you are a Steeler fan. And look, I, I think if the Browns play well, and the Browns have not been playing that well, even in the win, I didn't think they looked that good against the Steelers this weekend. And certainly the weekend before when all the wide receivers were out, I didn't think they looked very good. 
But I think the Steelers are the more, uh, sorry, the, the Browns are the more balanced offense with what they can do with Nick Chubb and what they can do with Kareem Hunt. They just need Baker Mayfield to keep the car kind of between the, the road. And I think they can go on the road and win this game at Pittsburgh. I really do. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. And it wouldn't really shock me if at all the Browns get a win there. So we'll see what happens there. And then for the Colts, the Colts going on the road against Buffalo. Look, Josh Allen and company, they are rolling into the postseason. Just on absolute fire. And we know that Phillip Rivers always seems to have like the most star-crossed postseason career possible. That's a tough draw. There are a lot of really good teams in the AFC. Even the Dolphins, who got waxed by the, uh, by the, the Bills, even them sitting on the outside, I mean, that's a pretty doggone good team. And so the seven teams that are making the postseason in the AFC all won 11 or more games. But to me, the AFC is basically going to come down to, I believe, the Bills against the Chiefs. I think that's going to be your AFC championship game. I think those are the two most well-rounded, talented teams right now. Doesn't mean we can't get upsets. It's one of the fun things. We've got an incredible Saturday and Sunday of football games coming. But I think the most likely of the upsets is actually the Titans, who are the underdog at home, beating the Ravens for a third straight time. I think they know what they need to do to beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And I think that the, what the Ravens like to do, which is run the football, it's easier for the Titans to play run defense than it is pass defense. So I think the Titans have a good, decent chance to pull off that upset over the Ravens. I like also the chances of the Browns to be able to go in, on the road against the Steelers. The one team that I think is just playing at too high of a level to lose is I think the Bills are right now. And I also wonder on some level, what is the pressure situation going to be like on Lamar Jackson? This is his third straight year in the postseason. He lost at home the first two years. Now he gets to go on the road against the Titans. Is this a situation where he feels pressure on his shoulders because you don't want to lose your first three as a quarterback in the NFL with such high expectations in the postseason? Or is it going to be a situation where now without playing at home, even though they're favored, the pressure doesn't feel as strongly uh, leveled on the Ravens' shoulders? Because remember, the Titans went on the road and won in overtime, and Derrick Henry ran all over that Baltimore Raven team. And Derrick Henry is hitting his stride in a big way, over 2,000 yards. But the bigger issue, I think, is that the Titans are a very well-rounded offensive football team. And so to me, this is probably the most intriguing game in the AFC of the opening weekend. I don't feel like, I know the Browns are a big story because they haven't been there in forever, but I don't feel like the Cleveland Steeler game is going to be really that interesting. And I feel like the Bills are going to pull away from the, uh, from the Colts ultimately. And so to me, if I had to only pick one game in the AFC to watch, I think it would be the Ravens-Titans, and not only because I'm going to be there sitting on the sunny side of the stadium like an old man, hopefully being uh, having a good time uh, with, uh, with one of my boys there. You know, tough situation. My oldest son is getting his tonsils out 
tomorrow. So he's having uh, he's having his tonsils taken out. I got that done, by the way, back when I was a senior, uh, sorry, a freshman at college at George Washington University. You want to talk, like you get old and you get your tonsils out, that's not a good feeling. And so he can't go to the game. So he's already like, Dad, this is going to stink. I'm getting my tonsils out. I don't get to go. So I got to figure out a decent uh, a decent present for him because who knows when the Titans are going to be hosting a home playoff game again. He said, Dad, I was a baby the last time that the Titans hosted a home playoff game. I'm like, that's true. You were. Kerry Collins was the quarterback going up against Joe Flacco and the Titans choked away that game. Been 12 years since then. I can't wait to get out there. Dub, which one do you think you would pick if you had to pick one of the AFC games to watch? Only one. Man, the way the Bills offense is playing... And for them to host a playoff game in Buffalo and potentially win, sixty-seven hundred fans going to get to be there. By the way, how how difficult, how in demand do you think those tickets are oh going to be? Oh my god! Especially to see them finally win a game, and God knows how many years it's been. It's I'm losing track. I think since like 1995, you can look that up to confirm it. But I think it's been 90 since 1995. The Bills have actually won a game. That's what I'm looking forward to because the Colts really didn't impress me all that much uh, yesterday. And they haven't really been impressive the last month or so of the season. So I think the the Bills are going to take care of business. It's, it's going to be an awesome scene there in Buffalo. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait for it. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? 
Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I want to start with all the positives from Sunday Night Football. Alex Smith, Ron Rivera, and the Washington football team, even if they went 7-9, and they are a pretty awesome combo given what they have overcome. So let me just sit here for a moment and talk about the positive here, and then we're going to get into the absolute dumpster fire that is the Philadelphia Eagles and their organization and what in the world – Doug Peterson was doing in deciding to pull Jalen Hurts and put in Nate Sudfeld. So let's start on the Alex Smith side. They should rename the Comeback Player of the Year Award in Alex Smith's uh, name. They should rename it the Alex Smith Comeback Player of the Year Award because I don't believe anyone has ever been more deserving of a Comeback Player of the Year Award. After his leg was broken so gruesomely, after all of the different surgeries that Alex Smith had to go through, the talk was that he might die because of infection from that leg breakage and also that they might have to amputate his leg. And for him to come back and not only come back but play as well as he did, because make no mistake, the Washington football team is entirely different with Alex Smith as opposed to Dwayne Haskins. For this football team to fight through all of the -the off-the-field shenanigans, the renaming of the franchise, the allegations of impropriety in the organization, which were major stories out there, and for them to find a way, even if they are 7-9, and in the first year of Ron Rivera, who would find out that he has cancer and would actually say that in order to prepare for coaching this game at night, 
he was going to have to try to stretch his schedule because he had been going to bed so early because of the lack of energy that he had from taking chemotherapy during a COVID season. Not even during a regular season, during a COVID season, this is one of the all-time feel-good stories involving a coach and player that has ever existed in the history of the NFL. So if you weren't feeling phenomenally good about Alex Smith and Ron Rivera when they won on Sunday night, even if it was the woeful, very bad NFC East this year, then you might well have a heart of stone. That is the positive. I think that Washington has a very slim chance to be able to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is going to be one of our night games in the great Saturday-Sunday duo. It's Saturday night's game. You have to be pretty excited about that. But what Doug Peterson did to pull Jalen Hurts and put in Nate Sudfeld, who then subsequently has two turnovers, an interception, and a bad fumble. And to have their guys jumping off sides like they were, it felt like the fix was in in this game if you had bet on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I bet on Washington because I believed that Alex Smith was going to be starting in this game and I thought he would be the difference maker. And by the way, I gave you out Eight picks on Friday's show. I hope you were listening or I hope you were following me on Twitter to be able to see it. And we went six and two in those eight picks to run our season record to 61 and 38. So I wasn't going to complain about it. But I do think you have to take a step back and talk about what a mess the Philadelphia Eagles are right now. Okay, you have Carson Wentz, who they have signed to a monster contract, effectively saying, hey, I want out. The way that you benched me from a Carson Wentz perspective, he's like, my tenure in Philadelphia is over. I think if there's any salvation at all, can you imagine the Philly fan reaction if there had been actual fans present for Carson Wentz and his performance early in the year? but then also for Doug Peterson to be benching uh, Jalen Hurts down the stretch of this game like he did, there would have been boos raining down on the field aplenty. But I don't know what you do if you are Philly right now. Because did Jalen Hurts show you enough to believe that he's the long-range future of this franchise? I don't think so. I didn't think he played poorly. But the Eagles down the stretch of this season certainly didn't get miraculously uh, revitalized with Jalen Hurts and changed the trajectory of the season, right? I mean, I I think that's one of the big storylines here, and I don't think you can blame Jalen Hurts for that. I think there are lots of issues with the Eagle franchise going forward, not the least of which is the amount of money that they've committed to Carson Wentz. But if you look at this franchise, they were sitting – after, let's see, they were sitting in decent shape after they beat the Cowboys all the way back on November 1st, right? They won against the Cowboys and seemed like they were in decent shape. They had won two straight division games at that point. 
Then here's what happened. Lose by 10 to the, to the Giants. Lose by 5 to the Browns. Lose by 6 to the Seahawks. Lose by 14 to the Packers. They came out of nowhere and beat the Saints, remember, in that, uh, in, in that game where the Saints uh, really just kind of got whipped, didn't play very well in the first half. Then they lost to the Cardinals, they lost to the Cowboys, and they lost to Washington. So down the stretch run of the season, the Eagles went 1-7. And, and going to Jalen Hurts didn't really change anything. So can they find someone to take Carson Wentz? Were they trying, did they, did they basically make the decision, hey, we want to end up with as high of a draft pick as we possibly can because we know there's going to be a lot of demand out there for the top part of this draft and maybe we can pair Carson Wentz with the number four overall pick and find a way to get out of this dub. Where are they going to finish up? Look up exactly where the Eagles are going to finish up now in theory in the draft scenarios. But I think there are just a lot of questions out there for the Eagle franchise in general. When you came into this season, you were favored to win the NFC East right alongside of the Dallas Cowboys. Instead, you completely fell apart. And right now, you are set up to have a number six overall pick. And if you had won this game, you would have had the number nine overall pick. I'm sorry, I don't know that that really makes enough difference to try to go out and appear to be losing intentionally, which is what it seemed to me like they were doing. So I've been on this. I'm not going to get on this. Uh, I'll probably talk about it later this week more. I don't think you should be able to host a home playoff game just because you win your division. If you want to guarantee a division winner, a playoff spot, that makes sense. But I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers deserve to be playing this game down in Tampa. Instead, they're going to go to Washington and they're going to play against Ron Rivera and Alex Smith, which is actually a pretty decent story in that respect. With that in mind, I expect for Tampa Bay to have the best and easiest matchup of anybody in the wild card rounds. Even though they have to go on the road, if you told me I had to pick one team in a survivor pool perspective, I would go right now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the most likely team to go out and win this one against Washington. And in fact, if you look at the fan duel numbers, Tampa Bay, as we told you they would likely be, is nearly the biggest favorite in the entirety of uh, the, uh, the, the NFL playoffs. The Saints are a bit bigger favorite uh, over the Bears, but of course the Saints are playing at home. Tampa Bay is over a touchdown favorite against Washington on that Saturday night football game. So, Worth paying attention to there to see exactly how all of that ends up shaking out. Here are the other matchups. So I feel like Tampa Bay is going to beat Washington. I just don't think Washington's going to be able to score enough and that Tampa Bay offense is really starting to roll. Then we've got the Saints hosting the Bears. Uh, I feel good about the Saints in that one, even though the Saints have had a very difficult postseason to be sure uh, over the last three years losing on the final play. And the Rams are going on the road against the Seahawks in what should be an absolute Donnybrook. Those two teams don't like each other very much. They're very familiar with each other. Uh, I feel like that will be a complete defensive struggle. And the Rams are going to try to take the air out of the football in that respect. But to me, 
the big storyline from Sunday Night Football is people say all the time in the NFL, it's impossible to intentionally tank in the NFL. I think you have to call that into question with the decision to pull Jalen Hurts and put Nate Sudfeld in. And by the way, I don't think that's very fair to Nate Sudfeld either because you're really kind of putting him in a position where uh, where he's going to be questioned in a big way based on why he's even in the game in the first place. But you want to look at what a dumpster fire scenario is. Look, there are a lot of teams out there that aren't going to make the playoffs that are going to feel pretty good about themselves even without making the playoffs. For instance, if you're a Charger fan right now, I think you have to be sitting around saying, my goodness, this is the best possible scenario that we could be in even though we miss the playoffs. Justin Herbert came in and he looked phenomenal and we feel really good about the future trajectory of the franchise because of how good he looked. I think if you're a Bengals fan, even though Joe Burrow got hurt, he's putting out videos and he's looking like he's going to be better, I think you saw enough glimpses of solidity there that you can feel very good about potentially the future with the Bengals if Joe Burrow can come back healthy. I think if you're a Dolphins fan, even though you didn't perform very well on the road against Buffalo, you can at least sit there and say, hey, we got the number three overall pick. There's a lot of different directions we could go with this going forward. The Texans, eh, at least you have Deshaun Watson. But I just, I I can't believe that they are going to have to give up the number three overall pick in exchange for Laramie Tunsil. It's like Bill O'Brien's final revenge for him to be able to uh, to kind of take advantage of that going forward uh, is uh, is really tough. And by the way, there's a report out there that Bill O'Brien's meeting with the Alabama Crimson Tide, maybe Nick Saban is thinking about bringing him in as the latest uh, misfit toy that's going to turn into a uh, coaching juggernaut if you look at what happened with Steve Sarkeesian. That's a crazy story, by the way. And we're going to probably break that down later this week. But Texas, you know, there's so many different storylines breaking over the next several days. Certainly a lot of coaches going to be fired, a lot of different moving parts, rumors of Urban Meyer to Jacksonville. But how about Texas just out of nowhere after they had made that commitment and I put commitment in quotation marks, when it seemed like Urban Meyer turned them down for the Texas job, that all of a sudden they are like, oh, you know, you've always been our guy, Tom Herman. We're sticking with you. And then, boom, I got to be honest with you, kind of out of nowhere, right? Don't you think? I mean, that kind of came completely out of nowhere that they suddenly make the decision to move on. And and now Steve Sarkeesian is headed to Texas. I mean, that story is just wild in and of itself. But to me, it kind of feels like the NFL, which did a phenomenal job getting all these games in, it kind of feels like to me this Sunday night football, the way it kind of is going to hang out there, the last game is going to leave some people angry at the Eagles for what they did. And you saw the Giants players reacting and everything else. Let's not pretend that the Giants had some incredible season. They went 6-10, and ten, okay? They were thoroughly mediocre. They should have never been in a position where they could even worry about making the playoffs because their, uh, their team and their division was so bad. That's the only reason that they would have ever been in the mix at all, historically, is because the NFC East was such a disaster. And by the way, 
how perfect was the way the Giants game ended, speaking of the NFC East as a disaster? Running back breaks into the open field, gets the first down, and then just basically drops the football for the Giants and ends up sitting on top of it before he finally rolls over and recovers it. It looked like the Cowboys might get an opportunity to actually come back there. And I do have to give props because this was actually pretty funny uh, associated with that. How about the, uh, the decision of Xavier McKinney, who made the last pick against the Dallas Cowboys? How about the fact that he immediately went and tweeted Skip Bayless and said, happy belated New Year, Skip, uh, because Skip Bayless had tweeted, glad the Giants took the Bama safety, Xavier McKinney. I didn't want the Cowboys to take him. And then he picks off Andy Dalton to effectively end the Cowboys season and then hops on Twitter and says, happy belated New Year, Skip, with a smiley face. That's pretty phenomenal. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Sean Merriman, you can hear him at the Lights Out podcast, fresh off a trip to Mexico, my man. I saw some of the videos. It looked like a good time. Uh, it was a great time, man. Uh, you know, fortunately, I have you know a couple of friends that's placed all over the world, so it's nothing for me to hop on a flight real quick or fly somewhere and go see a couple of people hang out, especially when we got that downtime, and I, I encourage people to travel. I've been, I mean, I've been doing the same thing. I mean, there's so many people who are hurting in the travel industry uh, out there. And if you feel you are young and healthy otherwise, uh, I mean, I went down to Florida, took my family to uh, Universal Studios right before Christmas. Uh, I was talking to you off the air. As soon as the Super Bowl is over, I'm headed down to Mexico to the Mayan Riviera, uh, which I think is one of the most beautiful areas anywhere in the world uh, to be down there for a little while and chill. And so if you are young and healthy and uh, and you're trying to keep the economy rolling, I think there are a lot of people out there who would be able to in the travel and tourism industry appreciate your uh, your business. All right, let's dive into a bunch of questions. How old are you, Sean? 36 now. Thir- 36. So when you see 43-year-old Tom Brady, obviously the positions are different. But when you see him running around on the field making the plays that he is, let's start with Brady. Bucks get to 11-5. and five. I know there's concerns about Mike Evans' health, but Antonio Brown making plays, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, Gronk, that's a pretty explosive offense. They should be able to handle the first round against the NFC East. Can they make a run? Could Brady go on the road three straight weeks in your mind through Tampa Bay and make it back to Tampa Bay to play in the Super Bowl? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I said it before, and obviously, uh, I think the people out there know that I'm a, a natural Brady hater myself. But one thing I will <laughs> never hate on is, is, yeah. is his greatness, man, and watching him uh, and some of the things he's able to pull off. And, and one of the things I always say is, uh, guys retire not because they can't play anymore, because they can't recover. Yeah. So him playing this well late in the season after four, sixteen weeks, not really having that much of an all season, you know, throwing in Antonio Brown in there late in the middle of the season. All these things, man, to me, just watching them just work is, is incredible because you know how hard it is. I mean, God, that's my eighth year, or in my eighth year, I was so sore playing on a Thursday night football game. It was just your body goes through it. And for him to still be putting up the numbers that he's doing right now is incredible. And absolutely, they can make a run, especially as they're getting Antonio Brown back in the groove right now. Uh, when you look at not only the Bucks on fire, but man, the Bills put up 56 on the Dolphins. I mean, 56 on that defense. And I know Tua didn't play fantastically well and Fitzpatrick was out with COVID-related issues. But when you sit back and see 56, 
Uh, the Bills and the Chiefs, I think, are clearly the class of the AFC. But how good are the Bills? I mean, Bills fans have been long-suffering. They haven't had a playoff win, I think it is, since 1995. Is this their year to really make a run? Well, I'll say this. The, the Kansas City Chiefs are the most explosive team in football, right? When, when Obviously, when uh, Patrick Mahomes is on the, on the field. But the scariest team to play is the Bills. Uh, the Bills, because it's the type of football that they play, their excitement, their energy on both, in all three phases of the game. Um, you see guys on the offense side of the ball, when they're not up and on the field and they're on the sideline, you should see them running onto the field. When the defense make plays or a big special teams play, this is, this is a team right now that's playing um, incredible football because it's, they're rugged. You know, they fight for every inch. Uh, these guys finish blocks in their attitude. And that's the, the scariest part playing guys like this because going into the playoffs, when they have the best momentum and they have the most, most confidence, and you can see it. I mean, you don't put up 56 points. Uh, Dolphins not a bad team, and Tua played uh, terrible, but he's not on the defense side of the ball. So they put up 56 points against a pretty damn good uh, Miami team this year, and I think they're going to continue this on in the playoff. Right now, they're the scariest team in AFC for sure. When you, how many times do you play in the playoffs? Uh, see, so yeah, my first, my first two years, my first three or four, yeah. years, or four years. So you hear a lot about playoff intensity versus regular season intensity. As a guy who has been there, what does that feel like? Well, you know, you watch the preseason, right? You see guys just kind of going through the motion and getting loose and getting acclimated. And then that last preseason game, you start to see guys, you know, pick it up a little bit. But my God, that first kickoff, game one, the speed is so damn fast. You're like, hold on, I just seen this team on film, you know, two weeks ago. This not the same team because the speed is that much better. When you get into the playoffs, guys get so scrappy and they start fighting for every damn inch and the intensity, the emotions that go with it. You can't really explain it. uh, And you see why teams uh, like the the Patriots of of old, the Pittsburgh, or teams that's used to going to the playoffs, you see why they're so damn good because they realize uh, how they need to pick up. I think that's uh, some of the teams I played over the Chargers. Some of the, well, the, reason, the main reason why we didn't get a, a, a championship is because we had some guys that didn't understand the level of how hard it is to get to the playoffs because we automatically assume that we're going to get there every single year. And teams like the Saints and Drew Brees and the Seahawks and, and, and this one deep in the postseason, they know how to pick that intensity up. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening right now. You want that momentum going into the playoffs to be at at its all-time high. We're talking to Sean Merriman. Encourage you to listen to the Lights Out podcast. The Ravens uh, are playing really, really well. Speaking of intensity at an all-time high, they're now 11-5. They're going on the road against the Titans. They are a small favorite in that game. Certainly the Titans knocked them out in the divisional round last year. Lamar Jackson 0-2 so far. Both of those games were played at home how much pressure, if any, do you think he feels after losing in the first round two straight years? And what do you expect to see from the Ravens in that matchup against the Titans? Well, this is the thing. I, Lamar Jackson, we watched him over you know, his, his short career so far. He, he likes the pressure. It's not, there's no doubt about it. He likes the pressure. He likes the ball in his hands. Um, what I hope that don't happen, this has been some of the times that they have lost this year, is that he feels that he needs to go out and make the most exciting play ever every time he touches the ball. He doesn't. He needs to go out and be Lamar Jackson. That ball, he, that long ball he threw today was right on the money. It proved to a lot of people that he has an arm. He can't be accurate. He can't make those big plays. But he needs to understand he doesn't need to do that every, every single snap. He doesn't need to go out and uh, make the big play or use his legs. It's okay to throw to a guy 
uh, a check down right route. It's okay to throw a, a five or six yard out. It's okay to do these things because that's what you need to do in playoff football. As, as soon as he understands that, he's going to be great, man. I mean, he's going to be a great quarterback because he's showing us already he can do it. When you look at the NFC, uh, you've got the Packers as the number one seed. I believe the Saints as the two, the Seahawks as the three. Should the Packers be a substantial favorite in your mind, given that theoretically the road through the playoffs runs through Lambeau? Uh, absolutely. Aaron Rodgers right now, what he's doing, um, you can't even really put in a word because here's a guy that, you know, they go out and they draft the younger quarterback, and obviously whether they're getting ready to move on for Aaron Rodgers or they, or they brought him in because uh, maybe injury or whatever that reason is. So he's coming in, and, and, I'm, and I'm telling you as a former player, I don't care who you are, you understand the organization got to move forward, but not when you're playing this damn great. So, you know, what he's doing this year, I think was was a big part of that. You know, hey, I, I can still go. I'm still the best quarterback. You know, people, you know, talking about it. He's made several comments about Patrick Holmes kind of throwing these no-look passes and every time Patrick Holmes make a big play, everyone's screaming and shouting like it's the best thing he's ever, you know, people ever saw. But what Aaron Rodgers is doing this year is legendary. You know, this guy that, that they didn't draft a big wide receiver. They didn't bring any big-name guys. Devontae Adams is playing exceptional, but no one really expects him to do what he's doing now. And Aaron Rodgers, man, that organization has just been relying on him for so damn long, and he's standing up to it. The Jets have fired Adam Gase. Uh, they are moving on, redoing that franchise. What have you seen out of Sam Darnold? Do you think that he is the guy that you go ahead and maybe consider trading that number two overall pick instead of taking a quarterback? Or as good as Justin Fields played, do you try to pretend you're going to draft him, see what the value is? How would you, if you were GM of the Jets, assess the decision they have to make, particularly at the quarterback position, given they have Sam Darnold, but they also have the number two overall pick? You, you always said this. I don't think Sam Donald's a bad quarterback. I actually think he's a damn good quarterback when he's put into put into a good situation. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is that when you play for an organization that it's bad across the board, what do we do? We throw the quarterback, you know, <laughs> under, under the bus. bus. Yeah, because, yeah, we, we throw him first because hey, it's his fault. We're not winning because it's him and the whole nine. I mean, you know, I think it's just unfair. We've seen times that he's tough as hell. He plays hard. He's a good leader. And all these other qualities that he has, I don't. I just don't think unless you have a number one pick, you got a guaranteed Trevor Lawrence, you don't move, uh, you know, and get a quarterback. And that's against Justin Fields. Don't get me wrong. He he, he played immaculate. He, he played great. But I just don't see uh, you drafting him and hoping for the best when you have a quarterback that's more capable of going out there and winning you football games. It is interesting um, as you make decisions. I know there's a lot of people out there who are Chargers fans and uh, and they're disappointed about the way the season went. And who knows what exactly is going to happen in terms of the leadership there. But wouldn't you say overall, if you had known that Justin Herbert was going to look this good, that the season was kind of a success just because of how phenomenal he has played? Well, yeah, for one, if you're a Chargers fan, you have to be excited about the future, right? I mean, you have to. Justin Herbert, man, he's he's fun to watch. He's, he plays hard. Uh, as you see, every time he you know, he ran a quarterback sneak today in the offensive lineman, and people just surround him, man. He has this energy. That's one thing when I used to love about playing with Phillip. Man, he used to love to play with Phillip. You knew he was going to fight. You never felt like you were out the game. You know he's going to lay it out all on the line. And Justin Herbert has it, and I think it's even better because he has better mechanics. He's faster, more athletic than Phillip was. 
So he's just going to be fun to watch, man, for the next five, seven-plus years. He's going to be uh, something, someone that they can base that entire organization around. They can really start to build. So I, regardless of what happens with coaches or uh, moving forward the organization, and there, there, could be, there could be a lot other movement going on, too, not just with coaches. I mean, it'd be players and, and front office. I think there could be a lot of movement during this offseason. You have to be excited about the Chargers and Justin Herbert. You just mentioned Philip Rivers. The guy's entire postseason career just oftentimes seems star-crossed. Crazy things seem to happen. Team gets to 11-5. and five. They are sitting around, I'm sure, watching on television when the Titans make a field goal off the upright to win uh, against the Texans. So as a result, the Colts have to go on the road against the Bills. We were already talking about how hot the Bills have been. Any reason that you feel like the Colts can pull that upset off? What would you expect to see in a game like that? I just think right now the the Bills are the scariest team in football. I really do. And not just because of the 56 points they put up today. I'm just talking about their style of play. Uh, Now, the only difference I would say in coming out to this is that the Colts match up well against what the Bills do extremely well. The Colts also, they have a, a very gritty uh, uh, stingy defense, and they like to get after you. They're linebackers. They like to get up, get after you up front. They got great pass rushers, so they could actually do uh, some of the things prevent Josh Allen from playing excellent. But other than that, man, I, I just don't see anybody beating the Bills right now, especially this early on, where they have this much momentum. Last question for you here: We're talking to Sean Merriman, uh, Lights Out Podcast, part of the iHeart Podcast Network. The Browns get into the postseason after forever. They now are going to have a tough position, tough game, no matter who you get in against. But it's also a very winnable game that's an immediate rematch against the Steelers. What do you think about the Browns' chances to not only be in the postseason, but to pull off an upset over the Steelers? Well, what the Browns have to do is realize that this is just a start, right? I mean, it's been so long that they got there and everyone's celebrating. I know, uh, I know sure as hell Cleveland is, but, you know, they're, they're excited out there. So they have to understand, okay, this is a start. This is the new norm for us. So as soon as they feel that way and everyone's not satisfied by them getting in the playoffs for the first time, they're going to be fine. But also, they're, they're, they're a scary team. They, you know, play defense well and they run the ball. And when they're doing that, it just opens up so many things for these guys, and it also makes them dangerous. Uh, but if they keep this chip on the shoulder, Baker Mayfield, these guys, hey, you know, everybody thought we shouldn't be here. We shouldn't. We should have never got into the playoffs. We don't deserve to be here. If they find a way to create that in the locker room, they can also be scary to play. Sean Merriman, good stuff as always. Hope to talk to you next week after Wild Card Weekend. Should be a lot of really – this is going to be so much fun. I mean, you got, for the first time ever, three games on Saturday – Three games on Sunday coming up this weekend. And then on Monday night, Ohio State going up against Alabama. That is seven world-class football games. Uh, Nice little start for 2021 for a lot of people out there. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of sitting in front of the TV, man. So I'm, I'm prepared for it. No doubt at all. That is Sean Merriman. Appreciate the time with him. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installed near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their pirelli test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Dub, did you ever believe when we started the OutKick six-pack 
And for those of you who are not familiar, the Outkick six-pack, I give out typically six games, although I gave out eight this past Friday on January 1st, and we went six and two to finish the regular season with the Outkick six-pack at 61 and 38, a 62% effectively winner percentage. Did you ever think we'd be able to keep this up, Dub? I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. It is well beyond the expectations that I had set. Now, I, I thought we would have a winning season just because two great great minds like myself and yours yes. combined. I mean, that's a powerful force. But to go 61 and 38, if you're a $100 better, let's yep. say, and you put $100 on every single one of these outkick six-pack plays, you would have netted yourself nearly $2,000 this NFL season. Just by listening to us. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to continue to give you picks uh, into the uh, into the postseason, and obviously we got a lot of games. Six in the wild card round this upcoming weekend, four in the in the divisional round, and then two, and then one. So I'm trying to do live math on the air. I think that means uh, 13 games left. So not that many games left in the grand scheme of things for the NFL season between now and the Super Bowl. But we will continue to keep our eyes peeled on this. But to go 61 and 38 is uh, is is pretty fantastic um, over the course of the season. What are you liking as you look early? I know this is not an official pick, but is there anything that you're likely to play here among the six? Like I'm looking right now at the FanDuel updated odds. All of them are out there. You can go play it at FanDuel.com slash Clay. The Bills are a little bit less than a touchdown favorite. All right, that's your early kickoff game on Saturday. Uh, the Seahawks right around a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have opened as a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Washington football team. Those are your Saturday games. Anything immediately jump out to you about those games? Yeah, one thing, I mean, based off yesterday's game with the Titans, if this total between Baltimore and Tennessee is anything under 60, I mean – you know, it's 54 and a half. Making sure the like, weather involved, making sure the weather is decent. There's not going to be decent snowstorm or something coming through yes. Nashville. I don't know how you bet the under there. I mean, Tennessee's defense can't stop anybody. It's awful. Yeah. Baltimore's defense, I don't even know how good it is because the teams they've been playing have been totally horrendous. They've had the easiest schedule by far down coming, the stretch yeah, yeah. of any of these playoff teams. So they've just been boat racing people. It's hard not to not bet that over right now. I mean, 54 and a half looks pretty good to me. And then, so that that's the Sunday game. Uh, the Ravens are a three and a half point favorite on the road against the Titans. That's the early kick. And I, I was talking about earlier. Um, so I'm going to this game and uh, I've already bought my tickets, but it's not like a normal season ticket type situation because you don't get your seats because of the way they socially distanced everything. So I went into the uh, into the you know Ticketmaster to go buy my tickets, and I was like, "This is a total old man move." I was like, "It's going to be cold because if the Titans host a home playoff game, it's going to be January." Now it's not going to be cold like Green Bay cold or cold like Foxborough, you know, like super cold conditions. It's not going to be balmy. It's not going to be warm on average. And so I was like, "Oh, I got to be on the sunshine side." So uh, I am hoping for a sunny day. I was hoping for a day game. And now I'm hoping for a sunny day because, by the way, if it's sunny, 
I'll be fine, even if it's 45 or 50 degrees, which is what the expected uh, temperature is going to be. By the way, Bears on the road against the Saints. Saints are eight-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. And then the uh, the Steelers are a little bit over a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Browns. So those are the six numbers that are out there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.